um hello we're doing a pro- our uh podcast uh i'm gabby i'm elizabeth i'm Catherine. and we're doing our project on uh modern day slavery specifically human trafficking um and yeah so um i read a primary source from a woman who was trafficked by her boyfriend so basically what happened is she um she like met someone and they started dating and like she felt like they had a really good relationship until they went to a party and he like manipulated her into sex trafficking and he was like go have sex with this guy for money and she didn't really get she didn't even like end up getting the money so she was basically manipulated into uh like into human trafficking and she wouldn't really have been able to get out if someone else hadn't like dropped a hint on what happened because what happened is uh someone had inside information about her boyfriend and uh and like told the information to ice or ice or i don't know um and they basically like uh hunted him down got him and she like later testified against him in court and yeah my primary source um was from mosaic services um and the person that they interviewed was yuri carrero um who experienced labor trafficking um as a kid her mother suffered a mental illness and her mom had this friend that would kind of come over and look after them um and as they got a little older she um her friend kind of just took them away and kind of raised them but was actually like abusing them um she was born in mexico but with this person uh they went across the border as she was like a u.s citizen um, with them illegally and um so they're again technically illegal to leave there and that was part of why it was kind of like hard to escape but um yeah she abused them she made them or yuri and her sisters uh do a ton of labor without paying them didn't feed them much um and abused them about how their mother was facing this illness and um Eventually, Yuri just got really tired of this, and she did just run away, um, and yeah. Um, my primary source is from Office on Women's Health, and it's about a girl named Margot Gray. Um, Margot Gray was human trafficked by um, a male adult that she trusted from a young age, and she was sold for profit into child sex trafficking and um she shares her story to help other survivors get the help they need um the man who trafficked her um physically mentally and sexually assaulted her and this led to many like this had many like long lasting effects on her life um right now she lives with ptsd a visual impairment peripheral neuropathy which is a weakness or numbness that affects all the limbs and stomach region and gastroparesis a condition that affects her digestion these are all results of the trauma she endured so like it still affects her to this day 
And even though she's physically escaped the situation, she still is like mentally trapped and to cope with this or to like fix this, she sees many therapists and speaks out about what happened to her. Yeah, so those are all of our primary source um, sources. And now we're, we kind of have like questions lined up uh, about human trafficking. So our first question is, what's the most common way for people to be trafficked? Um, Tanya, who was uh, my source, um, was basically manipulated. And I think like a, a lot of them were manipulated. Like um, what really happens is like people are manipulated by people they trust or love and into um, uh, trafficking, which I feel like is kind of different from like movies and whatever. Where it's usually like kidnapping, you know? Yeah, yeah um, my primary source like this, um, this woman that ended up taking them abusing them originally was like a good friend to their mothers um seemed like to appear like an angel in their eyes um but then just took them away and abused them so uh yeah um my primary source Margot, she was trafficked by a trusted adult that she really trusted and he was able to like like kind of brainwash her into thinking that what was going on was okay so yeah Okay, and now our second question is, what is the general age range slash types of people who get trafficked? Which, like, this again, you can kind of see from our primary sources. All of them were women. Um, Yeah, like, it disproportionately affects girls, I think, is the statistic we have. Um, I think they usually traffic people who are more vulnerable. Like, my primary source was, like, a child, like, five years old, so, and she was a girl, so she was very vulnerable to it. Yeah, my primary source also was trafficked. Uh, well, it started as a young age. Um, so, again, she didn't really know too much, and she did, couldn't really understand what was going on. Yeah, and then we also have that it affects undocumented immigrants a lot because they're harder to track. Like, uh, people who come to the U.S. are going to, like, illegally are going to be harder to um, keep track of. So they're just, like, better targets so that... From some of our primary sources, we learned that one way that Tanya escaped was because ICE had info on her boyfriend, and they were able to come and arrest him. So then she was able to later testify against him in court. Um, our other primary source, Yuri, escaped by human human trafficking by running away in the middle of the night. So yeah. Cool. And how does COVID affect human trafficking, Gabby? So um, COVID's actually had a really big effect on human trafficking. It's actually helped human traffickers more than hurting them. It's definitely not good, which I feel like goes without saying. Um, So uh, during, uh, like, because everyone's quarantined and there's, like, a really high police presence at the U.S. borders, um, like, it doesn't, you would think that it would decrease time, but it really doesn't. It just uh, drives it more underground, so less people, it's harder to, like, find and harder to, um, you know, like, it's just harder to track down human traffickers and human trafficking victims. Um, And then COVID also makes it, like, a lot harder to identify victims, again, because of the social distancing and quarantining and everything like that. Um, and then also victims are a lot more likely to contract the virus um, because their traffickers aren't going to just take them to go get vaccinated. Like they, the traffickers want to put in as little money and get as much money out of them. 
so like victims are more likely to contract the virus and then when they get the virus they're going to have less care to recover because again traffickers are going to put less money towards um the victim and they're just gonna try to get as much money out like you know so um they're not going to really have the care that they need and if they have like a like a condition like asthma or something it makes it signi- like significantly more deadly because they really have like no health care nothing to kind of back them up if they do get covid um and then protecting people um is still is like a lot harder also because other countries have restrictions on like traveling and everything like that so it's a lot harder for a victim from somewhere like if someone went on vacation from like britain to the u.s it would be a lot harder for and then got trafficked in the u.s it would be a lot harder for them to be tracked down because there are a lot of restrictions and there are a lot of like hoops to jump through in order to like get like between the countries communications and stuff um and then children are at a lot are at a lot higher of a risk because a lot of them are forced onto the streets for food and shelter and stuff like that because of the economic crisis. So obviously COVID hasn't been good (laughs) economically. And um, so because of that, a lot of children are like on the streets begging for money, food, like it's just somewhere to live. They're just, they need to be out there because they just, they don't have any other option. And so that puts them at a lot more risk because they aren't really able to defend themselves and they um, are just out in the streets like unprotected. And then also because of quarantine, it's a lot easier for traffickers to keep victims hidden because like if people are in quarantine, it's not going to be expect like it's if someone was in quarantine it wouldn't be completely unexpected for them to kind of stay away like from communicating with other people and that's what makes it so much harder to um locate victims because like quarantines literally stop people from seeing each other so it's just harder um and then that goes along with the victims are more isolated like when they leave it there's covid so there's like quarantine like if they get kidnapped and there's quarantining there's just less opportunities for them to find help because they're gonna be just alone and then the actual legal process is slowed down a lot because like courts are on like back order for um uh for like human trafficking cases so the traffickers might still be out there and something like that or it's like more people are at danger um and that's because of covid and shutting down everything um so Catherine, we talk so much about labor trafficking but what exactly is it um so labor trafficking is a form of modern day slavery in which individuals perform labor or services through the use of forced trade or coercion um one way they do this is keeping victims isolated they can do this physically and emotionally and this is a way to control them Um, And this is what happens in most labor trafficking situations. Um, Bonded labor or debt labor is one of the least known forms of labor trafficking today. And yet it is the most widely used method of enslaving people. Victims become bonded laborers when their labor is demanded as a means of repayment for a loan or service in which its terms and conditions have not been defined. Or in which the value of the victim's services as reasonably assessed is not applied toward the liquidation of the debt. 
the value of their work is greater than the original sum of money. Um, forced labor is a situation in which victims are forced to work against their will. Um, they do this by threatening them with violence or some other form of punishment. Um, they restrict their freedom, um, and the enslavers assert um, like ownership over them. Um, some forms of forced labor can, can include domestic servitude, agricultural labor, uh, sweatshop factor labor, factory labor, janitorial, food service, and other service industry labor. Um, many victims experience Stockholm Syndrome, which is when they get like attached to their abuser, even though the like what the abuser is doing to them is really wrong. They, yeah, they just get attached and they can't like move away from them. Um, physically, a lot of victims have scars, respiratory issues due to sweatshops and agriculture. So there are a few impacts of human trafficking on an economy. Um, human trafficking is an easy way to make profit because it is illegal. Um, the work that the people who are being trafficked is not only not um, taxed, but it's also you're not paying them to do it. Um, so you receive a lot of profit to die if you're a human trafficker. Also, human traffickers um, generally don't pay for many resources for their slaves um, because they don't really care, which is awful, but generally um, the slaves are just deprived of necessary foods and clothes. Um, and yeah, they just receive a ton of profit off the work that the enslaved people do for them while not putting in a lot of that profit to support them as human beings. How does this topic of modern slavery and human trafficking affect to the antebellum period? So um, during the antebellum period, there was lots of slavery. Um, and like modern slavery, Masters tended to spend little money on their slaves as possible to maximize their profit. Um, so there's kind of this low cost, high profit ratio once again. Um, and the slaves are generally in both situations treated brutally. Um, one of the differences is that the slaves um, were slaves for life during the antebellum period. Um, from birth to death, but um, now in kind of a more modern world, um, human trafficking victims are often discarded when they are not considered useful to work or perform their services um, for profit, and also they're generally kind of captured, so they weren't born into it most of the time, um, and also. During the time of the antebellum period in the North, they were abolishing slavery while in the South, they were trying to keep it because their economy relied on it. But um, this time it's not really like more, it's generally kind of more everywhere rather than just selected locations. Um, also now, uh, slavery is illegal. Um, 
human trafficking is illegal and abusive, and there's obvious punishments in court for human trafficking. Um, but this time, it wasn't at all legal. People did it all the time, and it wasn't considered an issue at all. Um, also, during the antebellum period, there was enslavement of kind of a more mix of males and females, and they were typically um, African-American, um, whereas now in modern slavery, it typically more affects females, um, but the races that it affects is more broad. The sources that we used were iStockGovMosaicServices.org, Women'sHealth.gov, UNODC.org, LiverpoolMuseums.org, NewYorkHistory.org, HistoriansAgainstSlavery.org, and the Law Firm.org. This concludes our podcast. Thank you so much for listening.